Hello everyone and welcome to the 50th and final episode of the Chicken Chess Club podcast. My name is Jan Gustafsson. I am delighted to be joined, not just by the usual crew, but by a very special guest, although he's also called Peter, so that makes him a little spe less special here. Peter Svidler, welcome to the show, the great show. How are you? It is a great show, and I'm very happy to be part of it. All right. That was Peter. <laughs> This is great podcasting already. Laurent, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm glad to, to welcome Peter as well. Uh, it's nice to have some two the segment uh, today, so... We will enjoy that. Uh, no, it's, it's nice to. We will talk about chess with the other Peter while another one is doing the, the Fide stuff. So, yeah, it's nice to have different Peters. Absolutely. So, we do have the World Championship match running. We're recording this after game seven. Spoiler alert game seven was a bit weird. Shall we just start there? I think the 17 Chicken Chess Club listeners know what happened. And if they're getting spoiled, <laughs> we live with it. Ding. What's wrong with Ding? He has five minutes. He spends four and a half of these minutes staring at the position. Makes a terrible move. Makes an even more terrible move and loses. What's going on there, Mr. Ding? I'm very disappointed by, uh, by Ding. Um... Yeah, it seems to be every time he's recovering, but then again, another, another. It's difficult to explain what, what happens. I just falls. Uh, I actually, I think uh, it was just uh, as far I was watching the press conference. Uh, he just misunderstood the the position. He thought he was worse or something. He didn't understand that after some under move like King G7, he was still still doing well. While Nepo seemed to to to. To understand it better so i think uh this freezing came also of course it's very it's about nerves but also uh, some some misunderstanding of the position uh which is completely safe for black and he thought he had to do something um concrete so um, well tough situation uh, uh for for dings fan uh, as myself i don't know what you guys think but uh I found it sad. I'm I'm not even sure how much I'm rooting for Ding, but somehow you can't help but like the guy. And he's such a great player. He really doesn't need sympathy, but you always feel like, come on, Ding, pick it up, get, get it together. I mean, it's hard not to empathize with his struggles, but yeah, I'm not sure how much of it was chess-related and how much of it nerves-related. I sometimes have the feeling, but I could be way off, that he also likes material a bit more than we think because I could have this bias that I count. I have a bishop and a pawn and he has a rook so that's five versus four so I have to do something. But I should be too strong in that position to be too affected by it, no? Yeah, that, if, if that's the case that actually is quite surprising to me and, and honestly quite remarkable because uh, yeah, it just doesn't look like you're in any kind of trouble. The question has to be if you're better or not, and you're not sure because, yes, uh, it's only one pawn for the exchange, and white did manage to, to stabilize to a degree. H2 is no longer hanging and so on. But uh, if, if he legitimately thought 
H4 was a, a way to, I don't know, equalize by force or something. That is, um, yeah, a bit a bit surprising from a player of, uh, of his strength. And, uh, yeah, because our feeling was that this is just basically purely nerves. Yeah, but actually, what he said in the press conference, I will just quote him, he said that after uh, White is threatening Rook F1, uh, which could be true, and then you just want to double on the F line, and uh, he said that uh, if he doesn't do anything, which is true, I mean, <laughs> you, you will lose something in the, uh, along the F file, but of course you have, you have many, many ways, I guess, Rook D2 or something, uh, what, whatever, uh, to stop that. So I guess he just... just mm, Misunderstood a bit, nerves as well. Uh, probably a mix of everything. Hmm. Even if you slightly misunderstand the position, it's probably not ideal to spend four yeah. and a half of your five minutes on whatever move you're going to make. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves, and I can see Peter Heine is disappointed because I haven't asked him yeah. about his life, his day, his golf, his journey to self-improvement. Peter, tell us all about it. Yeah, well, I actually wanted to make a chess comment. That's why I was disappointed. But well, now that you ask, sure, I'm uh, I'm back from uh, Denmark. You know, had a nice trip to to Legoland, enjoyed my time there, and now sunny Vilnius in Lithuania. I'm at the golf course. Uh, I'm an adult improver in golf. I'm just not improving yet, but uh, I'm, I'm working on it. So I mean, I guess it's like people in chess. They learn new openings, and then it gets goes even worse than before. But I still find it enjoyable, right? But uh, anyway, to to chess. Well, I, I actually didn't see it live, so I didn't go through the same emotions as you. But I mean, I think what what uh, the other Peter is saying is that. Well, he misunderstands the position and then he tries to grasp it and then time just runs out. But I had a bit of the same feeling in uh, game five that, well, he misunderstands the position and then he completely tilts in some, well, not tilts, but somehow just tries to understand it doesn't work and uh, times run out. I almost get the feeling that, um, well, you have this kind of players who would rather lose on time than to make a bad move. I mean, that he's a little bit afraid of embarrassing himself or something like that, or I don't know. But uh, it feels completely off in a practical sense. I mean, I think he's been the better chess player in terms of, you know, pure understanding in this match, but practically he's been completely horrible. I'm, I'm a bit curious about this understanding part as well. To me, it really switches from game to game. Like yeah, the yeah. last two... Or in general, the martial games, I think it's hard to argue that Ding showed superior understanding to Nepomnishi. You could argue it's his preparation, but also Nepomnishi, once he gets a good position, he's actually impressive very often. I mean, he's relentless, he's so fast, he's very precise. And yeah, then with the black pieces in this in this Kaspat, Nepomnishi looked a bit looked a bit off. But to me it also feels like depending on who wins the opening. The, the impression who the stronger player is also varies greatly. Yeah, and honestly, uh, some of the things we are watching have uh, made me wonder all over again because uh, I've, been, I've been doing commentary uh, with a variety of, of guests now, and I think among the people I've, I've uh, worked with so far, and it's been, I think, five five different players, the, the opinion on whether Ding actually is uh, like a throwback to the old school of Chinese chess, where it was mainly about calculation, or if he is, uh, because like there's this whole conversation we could have about 
the the evolution of uh, of Chinese chess players because when when they just appeared on the scene they were mainly just calculators. Yeah, uh, I assume that was and, and Peter Heine is like vastly more qualified to speak of this, but I assume that was because of the transition from uh, from Chinese chess, which is just a, a tactical game. There is much less positional thinking involved because it just becomes a skirmish very very early on. From my understanding, I don't really play the game. And then you, you I don't play start Chinese in, chess either. Yeah, yeah. I just I just play three modes of Hearthstone, and that's it. Uh, some slay the spire on top, <clears throat> uh, and then starting with you, you could you could make an argument, maybe Busanji or perhaps Wang Yue. Uh, we had a generation of Chinese players who seemed to uh, play in a different fashion, go for you know slow positional chess, and actually play those types of things very very well. And and then the question becomes, you know, which of these two very distinct schools Ding belongs to. And honestly, until uh, very recently, until I started talking to people sort of in preparation for this match uh, and while commenting on it, uh, until until then, I thought he quite clearly is just a very, very well-rounded player who understands and doesn't really need to calculate when there's not very much to calculate. But some of the things we've watched make me make me wonder if maybe I was wrong, if maybe he actually is just an, an absolutely fabulous calculator who makes good moves because he is just sort of able to figure out why they're good, not because that he like instinctively understands where the pieces belong. I think there's a lot of truth to that with the usual disclaimers that 2800 players are universal, blah, 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 blah. But... Mainly people who played him, because it's very hard to judge from the outside, of course, and also he tends to prefer slightly more quiet openings, the Catalan, E4, E5, and so on. So maybe that gives the impression that he's more positional, but people are telling me he's just incredibly concrete, and when he's in shape especially, that he's an amazing calculator, which makes it so hard to play. It also adds up a bit if we think of some of his good games, like, for example, this Slav where he beat Fabi in the candidates where he gets ambushed in the openings, but just goes for straight the main line and calculates his way through. I think it's his forte. I'm not sure we can diagnose it as being weak in positional chess, but maybe if he can't calculate his way out, he, he doesn't have this compass to rely on like... Pierce Fiddler is saying, okay, black is just fine and just, just make a move. I mean, maybe he feels like, okay, I have to, I have to calculate there. And that's why he, he tilted. But yeah, I've heard this diagnosis quite often that Ding is mainly a calculator and was also a bit surprising to me, but people, people might be onto something. Mm. So it's what I thought actually for, for, I mean, like it was my impression from, from Ding, but, um, that he was mainly a calculator, uh, like, like Nepo actually, um, uh, uh, like Fabi, let's say Fabi, uh, for me is mainly a calculator, but um, uh, of course, uh, Magnus, not, <laughs> uh, so he's calculating very well, he's not mainly a calculator, so this is clash of style uh, there, um, I don't know who else we can put. Uh, Maxime, also mainly a calculator? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, like Maxim <laughs> to to the super extent. Yeah, I mean, like Maxim is just um, Ali Reza. Yeah, Ali Reza has everything as we as we promote in this show. Mainly, it so, is winner. <laughs> when is the when is the fashion line coming out? Uh, my kids are my kids are already very interested. They are <laughs> they are planning to be the the early adopters of. Whatever it is that he I, I don't have any inside information that so you will have to wait for. So the new announcement. Should Ali Reza be listening? We are very interested in the deal if he wants to promote it. <laughs> promote things. Yeah, and he knows this is the place to come. <laughs> this, uh, with his line of colorful sneakers. But uh, basically, how you describe the Chinese chess school, that's how I always saw the French chess school, right? I mean, where you say Maxim, <laughs> but also Nataf, stuff like this. I think, well, people who just calculate and attack, but somehow, I don't want to use any derogatory words. But, uh, well, isn't that what we used to call the French school of chess? Did you already say the word French? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Good, good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Peter, I know, think I'm a good calculator, which uh, Peter Zwidler can, <laughs> can, you know, <laughs> maybe not fully agree with him. No. Uh, so, yeah, so this is, depends on your strength. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, staying, I'm staying above the front here. My problem with Ding is I cannot get him. I, I constantly think of Ding 2019, where I thought yeah. he was a beast. I, I cannot uh, unremember that simply. I mean, I can see that uh, I should be updating my knowledge of him, but I, I just refuse to do it mentally. I still think that he's just uh, incredible in, in every kind of sense, which I think he was at that point. But uh, I'm not really, really sort of uh, reflecting on realities. Yeah, he definitely was. And also the, the, one of the reasons I think that I, until the, until I started talking to people, I, I had this impression in my mind is I, I've lost a bunch of games to him where it felt to me that I wasn't out calculated. I was just outplayed. Yeah. And... Uh, that was that was the impression that was the impression I got that like it, it wasn't like I blundered something it was that like I didn't equalize out of the opening and wasn't given a single chance I lost at least two I remember and maybe more like this to him uh, and uh, I I tend to remember those games because in those years at least I still felt it wasn't that easy to do <laughs> it's easier now but it's but but uh, I, I get the point. Why is he incapable of playing King G7 and push the clock? I mean, yeah. I don't no. know. I, I mean, I mean, we don't have the board up. But like the, the if the argument is Rook F1, Rook C F4 is a threat. We will play Bishop G5 when it when one yeah. when, when the first piece comes. We go Bishop G5, and we actually maybe start hinting at a five E5 E4, and then we win if it happens. So yeah, I don't know. It's mystifying. So big picture, Yanni Pomnashi up four three. After seven games, we've had four decisive games in a row in a World Championship match, four wide victories. When's the last time that happened? I saw something, but I was, of course, too lazy to verify, like Botvinnik Tal or something? I think Botvinnik Smyslov 58, I think, was mentioned. Smyslov, four decisive games in a row? I thought he always did. <laughs> no, 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 specifically specifically five out of seven. Maybe not four in a row, but five out of seven. I, no, I meant the four in a row, but I, I haven't checked. Could very well be. Mm. It was five out of seven. There was no five out of seven in Fischer's Basque? Uh, possibly, yeah. We don't really know chess history, but we can speculate it on the podcast. But, well, for me, a bigger question, do you actually like it? I mean, I don't want all games drawn, but I don't want that many decisive games, actually. For me, the the action is the juice. You could have the separate debate if 
the quality is uh, as high as we would want it to be. But I think it's a tremendous show where you never know what's going to happen the next day. There's epic meltdowns, there's mistakes, there's great calculation. So I'm I'm a fan. Like I read quite often, yeah, the level isn't as high. These guys aren't as good as Magnus, which I don't think anybody was claiming that Magnus was was weaker than them, but it's a somewhat separate debate now. He's not playing, and they're giving us a great show. You could argue if their preparation was ideal, especially in Ding's case, both chess-wise and mentally, but... I'm I'm having a great, great time. I find it hard to judge because I was, let's call it, working on the other matches, so I wasn't a commentator slash spectator. But, Laurent, are we not entertained? No, it's a good show, but in a way, I mean, let's face it, we didn't see a single uh, interesting position after move 40, for instance. I mean, like, someone is better on move 20, and then the other one just collapsed. I thought, let's say, from the last match, game six uh, was really fascinating with every stage of the game. I can remember, also the games I remember, you know, from, from uh, um, let's say, Kawana, uh, Maxim Vashilagrav in the candidates, you know. I thought it was a fantastic game with this end game. It was not a world championship match, but French Yeah, I understand, but the, the game you will remember. Uh, which game you will, you will remember from that match? Uh, ding, ding freezing? Uh, yeah, that's remarkable, but I mean, in a way... I would like them to 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 <laughs> to defend a bit better. I mean, to to be honest, I thought it, yeah. I thought it would be an even better show, you know, because they are both great fighting player. And if you would have a bit more defense, let's say you could have some interesting position after move forty, uh, some excitement, some long games. So in a way, I'm I'm disappointed. Uh, I'm entertained as you, because, uh, okay, the time travels are always very exciting. We don't know um, what's, what will happen. Uh, it's very, it's completely unpredictable, that's for sure. But also, I mean, I feel... Uh, Other than White be... winning every game, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it will... Uh, I, I, I don't know. Oh, no, I, 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 I don't make any guesses now uh, anymore. Uh, just... I think I think Martin Galing from here is quite profitable. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, do, I, I do feel I do feel this is the time to Martin Gale. If you want a Martin Gale, now is the time. Yeah, that, that's true. That's Can you explain for ten minutes what Martin Galing? Is? <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, I don't know, but I'm a bit disappointed by 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 the level of defense. I, I think with both. Uh, player style, we could have e an even better show, but yeah, okay. Uh, if you're entertained, Jan, I'm, I'm, ha I'm glad to see that because it doesn't happen very often, so <laughs> that's good. Not, not on here, not on here. Um, so Peter, Peter was commentating and actually was commentating on many, many different matches. I don't know what you, what's your take on that. Yeah, it's 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 odd. I agree with like we we like genuinely did not have a single game meaningfully last past move 40 apart maybe from game yeah. one weirdly right which wasn't decided by, by move 40 everything else we had either finish in the first time trouble or we kind of knew the answer by move 40 we were just kind of going through the motions afterwards it's unusual and yeah i mean the the point about them weirdly not being able to defend anything 
is is absolutely valid. I think game seven is maybe the first game where I think if you if you had to name who was defending in that game, it was probably white for a larger portion of the game, I guess. Yeah, because Jing had to uh, weather the initial storm between I don't know moves in fifteen and twenty, and then once he gives up the, the exchange on a four, he is clearly beside pushing. And Yan didn't collapse. Yan found a number of moves, which I mean, machine probably plays it even better. But Yan did manage to stabilize, and and not not just lose the moment he became slightly worse. But until then, yeah, you like the, the side with the chance immediately scores, which is very unusual. Actually, I should praise uh, I should praise Nepal because uh, after the game in the press conference, he clearly. He mentioned everything. I mean, like he did a, a Magnus. Uh, Magnus is would tell you exactly in the press conference exactly what happened. You know, objectively speaking, in the game, and uh, yeah. actually he did that. Like he understood he was right. He was black has no risk. Uh, he was trying to find something, a way to get out of this, but uh, he couldn't. And then when Ding played H four, he just snapped and thought it was a three games result by uh, by, by by that point. So he he was clearly uh, into it, and um, that was actually uh, very impressive because, as far as I know him, he tends to be uh, a little bit optimistic. But that time around, he was very very objective during the game. Yeah, I think um, that game seven might have been the first on and on and off struggle, in a sense, indeed. But I don't understand why you guys are complaining. Oh no, there's not much action after move 40. Like, how many hours of chess a day do you need? Four hours? Drama in the fourth hour? We're done? I mean, please, no, play, play three more hours, guys. I need seven hours of chess well, every day. You can be against classical chess because it's too long, but I don't think the solution is to just make the, the game shorter by moves. That, I mean, no, I think I, they're doing a great job keeping it. <laughs> no, for me, I mean, game seven is, is sad. You know, it, it starts out as a very interesting, you know, struggle, but then suddenly just plop like this. I mean, no, I, I miss some kind of the, well, the more struggles with uh, someone pushing, the other one defending excellently for longer stretches. I mean, I haven't had that feeling here, but of course I'm absolutely biased. So it can also just be that well, when you're an insider, you will save 12 draws. It was amazingly interesting. And um, I, I don't know, I, I probably don't have the right to judge it. Yeah. But. Interestingly, uh, and yeah, that, that kind of shook me a bit uh, yesterday after the game was finished. Kramnik said he thought this was the first game of the match which deserved to be a game in the World Championship match. Okay. <laughs> uh, like he, 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 at some point he went on a huge, uh, on a huge uh, detour uh, about game four and his major point was, yes, we know uh, Young didn't play it particularly well, but he also thought Ding played it horribly. Which one was game four? Remind us. English, English. Rook takes d4, knight b3. Yeah. So, yeah, Vladi is not horribly impressed with what he's watching so far, uh, as is sort of his trademark by this point. But I still, I was, I was quite, I was quite surprised. He was as vehement as he was that the standard is just not great. How does Vladimir Kramnik find the time to be Nepomnish? He's head coach. Partake in side <laughs> yeah, events yeah. in Astana, play the Armageddon in Berlin, and do commentary during the games. That's an impressive workload. 
Yes, he is. Uh, 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 has he actually confirmed he is the head hunter? No, I was also a bit puzzled if Jan is just fishing for info. I mean, or well, it's not. Yeah, I I've, I chose not to ask. I thought because it appears to be a possibility. I think generally it's thought, like if he wants to confirm it, he will confirm it. But I I don't think it's my place to to start asking those questions. The most reliable source is my Twitter, but I didn't think Jan was following that, so I'm a bit confused here. No, mm. I still got you. <laughs> Muted, but no, I don't have any insight no. information. I know that Kramnik had issues with his laptop while in Berlin, as did, okay. did I, as we know, and he had to play a bunch of tournaments from his telephone or from a local ah. shisha bar. So that would be bad news if he was indeed the head coach and didn't have a functioning laptop. No, but it's a new... It's just a, rumors. Are you, how serious are you about the shisha bar? Very serious. I've seen pictures. <laughs> because, like, this is, this is proliferating. I'm, I'm, I'm very alarmed by this development because I've, I've uh, actually worked with people who swear by, you know, the, the whole chess and shisha bars concept. But I didn't think Kramnik was... An early adopter. I'm not sure it was his idea. It, it becomes suspicious if someone is trying to steal Gusti's computer and Kramnik's computer at the same time, right? Then they. Uh, I, mean, I was suspecting Vladi because I heard the day before Kramnik doesn't have a laptop, and then someone takes mine with all my extra yeah. notes from the hotel room. I mean, he was number one on the list, but uh, Peter, I know he's a man suspect. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that you can get. All Magnus World Championship prep, all Geary's prep, and Nepom Yachi's upcoming World Championship prep just in one, you know, clean uh, break there, right? It's actually in one fell swoop. Yeah, yeah, that's it's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's that's solid return on investment right yeah. there. No, but let's not. Um... Also, on candidates prep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But let's not overestimate uh, the job of head coach. I mean, it used to be for Peter Heiner. No, no, I think we, I think we should overestimate it. I mean, like uh, watch a soccer game, Premier League with Magnus. For Richie, it's uh, rapport, it's listening to music with Ding. So uh, I mean, like maybe for Kamnik, it's just forget the part we have to wait a lot in parking lots. Long, give yeah. the head some credit. <laughs> no, my main job is that he doesn't have to listen to you. He has to get your chess output, but to have I have to filter out all the noise. He's, he's missing the best then. Speaking of filtering out, what mic are you using? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, no, I mean, that's, uh, that's how it is. I think even some point Gary called in Sochi and I said, no, sorry. Yeah, with, with Magnus, has also been established at this point that if, if he also manages to filter out you, not just us, yeah. but if you also, <laughs> then things are really, really starting yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. I'm aware of this problem, but, uh, well, you know, if he hasn't figured it out himself yet. Anyway, I think we took a bad turn, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I kind of like it. Let's keep going. And Laurent, did you enjoy the Botas live stream with Carlson in sunglasses playing Title Tuesday last night? Yeah, that was a bit weird because I did watch a bit. Uh, I saw some tweets that Magnus was live on Botas on Botes, uh, channel, so I went there to see they were all with sunglasses. Magnus playing Title Tuesday. Uh, not talking at all. Uh, that was a bit weird, but still, you know, music. People were dancing around him. And somebody said, that's what I quit the effing World Championship match for. <laughs> no, it's but uh, still, I, he, he had some, some 
Eddie, he was playing fast, he had some bad positions, but then he was defending much better than, than Nepo or Ding. That was my impression in C plus one. My my ears perked up when, because I thought we were finally going to discuss the uh, the seven do soft, but uh, that's a different ah, what this. Yeah. You know. No, so um, yeah, I don't know what Magnus is doing playing poker. Okay, enjoying life a bit. Why not? Um, were all, you upset, Laurent, that as Magnus's long time glue guy? You did not get the job to sit in the chair behind him <laughs> wearing sunglasses and nodding that Ian Tari has clearly taken from you. Yes. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. I'm, I'm I'm doing well in Paris, you know, I have to take care of kids. So Oh, you sound hurt. You sound hurt. Yeah, no, that was I mean, why not? I don't know where they are and uh yeah, no, but that was amazing that in such conditions uh, Magnus seemed to be I mean shared first place in this title Tuesday. So yeah, the, ch the chess was good. He hung a piece against Fabi. He was completely winning. That's the only game yeah. I saw. He yeah, no, he, he lost to Fabi when he was completely winning, then beat uh, MVL. And the last round against Sariaza was amazing, high quality, in my opinion. It was a draw. And uh, <laughs> not in your opinion, uh, in my opinion, is, for a Brits game, for a Brits game, I mean, it's just amazing quality. Would you say it was better than any of the World Championship classical games so far? <laughs> <laughs> that should have been yeah the world championship match but yeah no but um uh yeah i don't know we we are done with uh, the world, champ uh, world championship analysis or how does that no work? never never we need to talk about the ding and richard rapport romance in more detail it was so wholesome when ding won that fourth game and i saw these pictures from mike klein chess.com Shout out where Richie and Ding are embracing after the game. I I found it very touching. But is it a good strategy to hang out with Richie? Tell him, you know, what if I play the French? I haven't played it for 10 years. And then Richie says, yeah, why not? You can surprise Nipponishi with it and go with it. Seemed like it worked well in that case, no? Yeah, I mean, if, if that's what we're basing uh, our evaluation of their uh, work together on, yeah, it's an unqu unqualified success, no? Excellent fighting position. Uh, opening worked great. I thought, well, there was some practical prop. Generally, yes. So so we believe in this. I, I start to believe in this narrative, actually. That's really uh, too kitschy. I think they're winging it. You might have Yu Yang Yi sing somewhere and maybe... Yeah, some exactly. Yeah, Richard but nah, boring stuff from you, Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, do you seriously think against Free Knight C3 he would play one of uh, Rapport's dubious winners? It's hard for me to to, to imagine. Or get the queen to A4, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, see what happens. But no, I don't know. I mean, I like it at least in terms of uh, you know the experiment, and so far it works pretty well. Uh, I mean. Yeah, no. He's spending a lot of energy, though. I mean, on on hanging out with Richie. No, on preparing. On on on. I mean, he's not used to the. the I mean, to the position. It took it took some time to to play um, to play in the opening. I mean, after this Bishop B seven, it took him like a very very long time. So, but maybe it has no, nothing to do actually with the, the kind of position. It's just uh, because of nerves. Yeah, I think I he know. could play bishop b7, queen yeah. c7 more, more quickly. That seems to be a general thing that he's taking a little but, long 
I thought that he seemed to be quite prepared. I thought knight c6 was not a very natural move for me to allow this uh, splitting of the pawns, but it was a top computer move. Well, yeah. well, we have someone with better positional understanding here, so he should weigh in. Yeah, it was the top computer move. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. No, but he, he said he stops the preparation after knight takes c6, b takes c6. He also said that uh, it was half joke when he told to Richie that he wanted to play the French. And it seems, I mean, we, we cannot, can we imagine Ding uh, lying? I, I don't, I can't, I, I can't, I, no. I can't imagine him doing that uh, to us. While uh, exactly the opposite, Kramnik, when he was giving press conference, you couldn't imagine him tel telling the truth. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the exact opposite with Ding that you cannot imagine him like bullshitting. And uh, so that's probably true. And then it just means we are, we are useless penguin. Peter. Time has changed a bit, but of course <laughs> it makes us look a bit... But I'm, I'm curious, what are they going to do for the rest of the match now? Are yeah, we just no. going to see, I mean, four new concepts with white again? Or That's why I'm, I'm very worried for, for How the... How are they dealing it with black? No, I don't know. Yeah, he will, he will end up being caught at some point because now he's running out of... I mean, I think it's great panic with both colors. That's, that's a big problem. Or maybe not, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, with white, they're probably short on ideas. And with black, now if you repeat the French, you will probably get three knights c3 or maybe three e5. And how how happy yeah. are you with with that without surprise effect? Looks like opening-wise, it's a little rougher spot. But Richie is creative. Maybe one game you can go e4, knight c6. Garokan, they haven't touched yet. I mean, there, there are some options. Also, Marshall is not a terrible opening, but it looks like he lost... Faith a bit, which is understandable because he kept getting. We are not even hit, but outplayed to some extent. Hmm? Mm. Yeah. On the topic of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe semi-joking, but uh, it's it's an amusing enough idea to to, to mention. Uh, we were uh, commenting on game six with uh, Sasha Grishuk, uh, and at some point he paused, like gazed inward. And said, "I solved it." I, I I said, "Solved what?" He said, "I figured out who the Ding team is." <laughs> okay. He said, "I've had these exact types of London on the black side against both Kamsky and Artemiev. <laughs> probably not Kamsky, but I think Artemiev probably is in charge here." <laughs> <laughs> so Pinga thought, "Who are the biggest opening specialists in top <laughs> we could think of?" Rapport, Artemiev, Kamsky. Let's go. Yeah, uh, and then you know, Caro, Caro obviously rises in probability quite sharply if you if you decide to entertain this absolutely insane idea for more than three seconds. <laughs> I like the thought. I can't quite get there, but <laughs> I mean, it would be fun. <laughs> what is doing Richie actually? Rapport is doing some random Sicilians as well. Richie plays everything. Berlin yeah. Petrov is much more mainstream than people think. That's true. Some random Sicilians, but all kinds of Sicilians, really, from Rousers to Taimanovs, French, of course. He's all over the place. But, yeah, you think he's incapable of staying with the French, right? I know. Without the surprise, it's tough. That's what I hear from Laurent's exes. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I don't think he will, but, yeah, I mean, like, I'm wrong since the start with that match, so... <laughs> Savagery goes completely unnoticed. Yeah, yeah that was it. Um... <laughs> So, where where are the current odds? No, eighty percent apology. With every game, we are bouncing. There's a sixty percent. No, I don't day. know. I don't believe in my boiding anymore. 
Um, yeah, no. Oof. Too many. Too I have to say, when he finally seemed to be playing a good game with Black, and then he had this meltdown, <laughs> a little piece of me died, and my faith in him. I thought, yeah, if he if he's fine in this game, I was still with him. Now I'm with you. It didn't feel like it. If he loses these spots by freezing, not just for chess opening, whatever reasons, it's hard to believe in him right now. But we don't believe in Nepo either. So, I mean, it's <laughs> somebody has to win. Uh, as Kramnik would, uh, would probably yeah, say. But if it's someone has to win, then Nepo strikes me as smarter. He actually, you see, he managed to hang in there and limit his, uh, you know, pro problems while, while Ding seems to just... Uh, Freeze in a way. If it becomes this kind of scenario, mm. you say, I believe in the Pamirchi. Well, it's easy to say as he's ahead. To, to be honest, so far it gave the, the impression that uh, Nepo was, when he's on uh, 50%, he's playing like, um, okay, also he's white, but he's less nervous. He's taking his time. Yesterday he was taking his time, uh, actually. While the game, when he was on, on, on the plus score, he was just playing so fast and. Um, Horribly. So, in a way, it seems that they are both more comfortable when, when Nepo... I mean, like, uh, Nepo is more comfortable when they are, the score is even, and Ding is more comfortable when, when he's behind. I, I don't know if that's only because they are white and black and and they are just exchanging wins, but it was, it was my feeling, but I don't know. I mean, like, I, it's just impossible to judge. We I'm not an expert on the topic... We would have to check with Niels Grandelius, but <laughs> yeah. I think he was saying the best is to be ahead, then second best equal and worst is to be <laughs> behind. But I could be wrong, I'd have to check with him. No, but Nepo played a much better, I mean, like overall, his performance was much better in, in game seven than in game, I don't, game six. So, I mean, his moves were simply. Game six was shocking for me yeah. in a way. Yeah, it was very bad, yeah. Anyway. So our concept so far is to have the great Peter Svidlau on the show and then yeah. ignore him. Yeah. Having said that, Laurent, how's the beef with Hikaru going? No, no, there's no no particular beef. Oh, we should pretend there is one. I don't know. It says in the notes, beef with Hikaru. And since you, every 20 minutes, keep sending someone in Hikaru's chat, says something again, I was assuming you no, had the most... come on, you are just so overdoing that. But yeah, someone is sending me with, um, the sounds, which I send you, and you are telling me, like, he says 10 minutes to listen to you, every leave, week. Leave me alone. And you're telling me, leave me alone. I'm not interested. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, That's why I'm asking you right now. No, we are, you, are, you are very toxic. And uh, <laughs> I'll argue that. while uh, Peter uh, Heiner is the only guy in touch with reality, and uh, <laughs> 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 I'm it's just quoting. And why? And while I am, I'm clueless about chess, about everything, about life, which makes some sense. I would agree with Ikao. <laughs> so uh, well, I think he's popular for a reason. I mean, yeah. yeah. Peter, Peter, we should have your opinion on... No, I don't have a beef with Hikaru. I mean, I'm just feeling yeah. a lot of love, to be honest. I mean, he's even reading up uh, aloud some of my tweets. And yeah, that's and amazing. Right? I know, I, I'm very puzzled, but they're very happy. But it's, no, it's true that uh, my sort of, uh, you know, feelings towards uh, Naka has uh, evolved over time from seeing him as the, the pure evil to actually being somewhat of a fan. Right? So, no, no, I mean... For me, it's just great, but uh, I guess the two of you have something to answer for. No. <laughs> no, we need Peter's villa to, you know, to... Well, be an impartial judge. Well, I'm, uh, to come uh, in. Of, 
I've, I don't have any sort of recent input. I think my my PFF status may have been downgraded a little bit uh, in in Hikaru world. And apart from that, I don't really. Uh, I haven't. Has he played in Riga? I don't think he has. Right. So I haven't seen him in in in, in years and years, and that's how you know. That's also not true. I've seen him. Yeah, I I, I come to St. Louis occasionally, so that's not true. Um. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm fl- I'm floundering here, yeah, and 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 obviously just flat out lying, as is to be expected. Good subject, I think. Yeah, but uh, no. <laughs> but also, what is it that he basically thinks that you are dissing him for? Not not you, Peter, but the two others for lack of uh, chess skills, or what is no, it? No, because Jan Jan was claiming that he has a team working for him, or at least some people doing his opening work. And I was saying that he was not. Uh, I compared him to players like Gelfand. He was not happy about that. Um, okay. Well, but in general, I said that he was not a, a world champion caliber in my okay. eyes. Okay. I mean, which again, mm-hmm. I mean, Magnus played five matches, uh, Kasparov seven, uh, Anand five, six, I don't know. Five probably, cap uh, off. I don't know how many, uh, seven, eight. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, it didn't seem shocking, shocking to me. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm very impressed by uh, as always. I mean, how do you explain? Uh, I would like to have the opinion of, of of the other Peter. I mean, how do you see? His, I mean, his chest is getting better while he's streaming all the time. Do you have any logical explanation on that? Or? Nope. Nope, I, it's uh, it's extremely weird, but also like it's observable truth. Yeah, so, <laughs> so very very difficult to argue against it. Like, I think many people's assumption was that I mean he obviously stays staying in touch with the game, so and he you know was at one point a very very obvious I don't know top five top three player whatever you want to call it, and like it never entirely goes away. But when you're Seemingly, when your main diet is, you know, playing bullet against viewers. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit here, but still, like it, it shouldn't be very conducive to then returning and crushing. But you know, when he returns and crushes, you just have to accept it. You know, like it's it's what it is. Um, and I guess sort of the, the underlying strength was uh, enough and. That also probably proves that you know staying in touch with the game, whichever way, uh, whichever way you want to do it, actually does keep you mm-hmm. uh, in fighting shape a lot more than we assumed. Uh, as for you know him having him having people fine tune his openings for him, if he has a team there, I mean good good for him. I don't I don't see a problem there. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't he? I don't know. I can't recall what I claimed. Mushroombeat was working with him during the candidates. I thought that was all I said, and I thought that was public info, but I we might have to revisit the tape. As for staying in touch with the game in some way and keeping you in fighting shape, I don't know. I can speak for myself. Yeah. Peter Svidler, how's it working for you? Not great, but, <laughs> I mean... Uh... I can I can find a a, a bunch of reasons ranging, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
how how self disparaging do you want me to get? <laughs> nah, just uh, your uh, usual levels. <laughs> well, I mean, he is uh, a, a bit younger than me, so I think uh, a similar ish approach without the hugely successful streaming did serve me quite well until I until I you know started properly graying everywhere and like, mm. like entered the 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 actual you know advanced middle age I'm I'm not allowed to call myself old uh, there's people out there who will like kick me kick me in the head if I call myself old so I have to be very careful uh so some of some of it is that but uh, yeah I mean once again very hard to very hard to argue with results and I don't think there was you know uh frantic studying of the openings away from from stream I really don't believe that yeah. Uh, I, also no time. Yeah, I mean, we, also with his schedule, like that would be, that would be a, an absolutely superhuman effort. But I don't think, I don't think it was, it was there. I thought he said that that for candidates he had some work, but basically by now he was just uh, the tank was low. There was not much left uh, in, in a way, right? So, and that's yeah. also the impression I got, for instance, uh, when he played Mag- matches with Magnus recently. I mean, remember this famous four-three match he lost. There he actually came with some new opening ideas, but nowadays it seems like he's just relying on leftovers. Yeah. Also a very recognizable picture. Yeah. Also, I mean, I'm in no way saying that he's better than these two, these two playing the World Championship match. He's probably worse. But in terms mm-hmm. of defend, if defending, he would do a better job. <laughs> That's for sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but uh, he has other weaknesses, obviously. So, anyway. I'm looking at the outline here. No decision on the Carlson Niemann face case from FIDE. That's just shocking to me. The three-headed committee by headed by Klaus Deventer that studied the Niemann case for months. They, they haven't reached a conclusion. What was the verdict there? They studied it intensely, then they reported to the FIDE Ethics Commission, who said they would come back within eight weeks. So what was the status? I didn't really follow, but I really was hoping for this riddle to be solved. And now we still don't know what what Hans did and what what he didn't do. Sad. The Dominion lawsuit settled them. What was that? Well, on the on the slightly, you know, very very tangentially related topic, you know, of American lawsuits which attract attention. Yeah. The the Dominion lawsuit settled yesterday. So really? Maybe this one. Maybe this one will settle as well somehow, although I doubt it. So how how did they settle? A uh, seven hundred and eighty-six and a half million dollars settlement. Okay. In favor of Dominion, obviously. I don't know what we're talking about, Linear Dominion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, thereabouts, yeah. something something like that. I haven't followed any U.S. lawsuits since Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. <laughs> I hope the listeners follow us because the the, the, the host yeah. doesn't. That's a massive wolf right there. But what to do? <laughs> he is for a change. He is exactly in the frame. I hope, and yeah, I don't need to, you know, feed him in front of the camera for him to be uh, clearly visible. Which is very happy days for me. It's very distracting, though. <laughs> oh, he does get. Uh, I thought he was trying to eat you, actually. <laughs> no, 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 no. He knows. Uh, he knows there is food here. He knows when I'm. You know, staring into space and speaking, 
it's very likely I will give him food if no, he just shows up. Good, good time to attack, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's worked this out. It's it's it. Uh, he's he's had this nailed on for a while now. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's the topic uh, I, I'm allowed to skip, so you guys can go on. Yeah, no, but to, I mean, uh, what could they do? I mean, that was just, um, I mean, there's a court case going on, so, or not going on, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, what could they say? I mean, it's just uh, nothing to add. Jan, your, your opinion on that? Your expert Where opinion. Which topic are we on? Oh, on Carson Niemann. What did the hands do? No, what did Fede do? <laughs> if I have to come in. Yeah, I thought this whole thing was a bit of an empty gesture. By Fede or whatever commission decided to do that. And I guess they can't say, yeah, sorry guys, we don't know either. Everybody looked. <laughs> and we also looked. No clue. So I guess it's, yeah, it's going to take a while until that that report comes out. But, yeah, yeah, we've talked about this a bit in the past. I, I mean, what, what would they say? Like, yeah, our, our FIDE experts have come to the conclusion that he, he cheated, he didn't cheat, we should ban him, we should not ban him. Like, uh, what outcome could there possibly be? I couldn't see a potential outcome. There are all these lawsuits running anyway, so yeah. I don't know what the desired result would be here. For a change, I think Fide, Fide has done sort of exactly what was expected of them, and yeah, don't. Yeah, which is which is nothing. <laughs> we we are gonna have a new Fide. Like wow, that's yeah. amazing! Yeah, Peter, Peter, I know is now very very happy <laughs> to have some kind of some some new support. No, but uh, on a slightly more serious note, yeah, I'm 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 in full agreement with Jan. I think they sort of had to go through the motions, but they also couldn't possibly, I think, come to any conclusions. Uh, so them not pretending to come to any conclusions is maybe can be viewed as a positive because, you know, at least they're not pretending they have some some valuable new info or input or anything. There. Yeah, it's maybe about communication, but also if, if nerds like us weren't paying attention, I don't think the world is paying too much attention, so probably it won't be. Mm. That big an issue. It's not like they posted a picture of girls buying something, which of course would be a serious crime. Um, having said that, Peter Nielsen, how's your correspondence career doing? Uh, I, I just won a game, but I forgot if I managed to break that in the previous show. You, you, did, you uh, did, you did, you did. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. He actually uh, resigned. I had an extra piece of kind of help. I also have an extra rook in the other game against him, so I'm I consider myself a favorite uh, uh, as well. But um, no, I mean my enthusiasm is as low as uh, as, la as last time. I have figured out that uh, computer seems to matter quite a lot in these kind of uh, things, and that is uh, a little bit sad in a way. I have I'm struggling to come up with creative ideas on my own that sort of uh, overrides uh, Stockfish working for three hours on the uh, 100 course. So I, I don't know how to deal with it, to be honest. Well, maybe you might, guys might said, have you told me so? But uh, yeah, what do you want we, me to say? I'll tell you, sir. Ah, it was a Friday you know, night. I thought, what should I do with my life? I entered a correspondence tournament. This happens to all of us, right? So. Nah, but also <laughs> you didn't have any way of knowing because you haven't been working professionally with chess engines no, no, no. in the last couple of years. So 
I mean, this must have come as a shock, doesn't it? Good. But my feeling is that I'm either just going to qualify or it's going to end up with a three-way tie and only one of us will qualify for the final. So I don't know. I mean, I, well, they can't really flip a coin when we are three guys. I don't know how they will do that. What that, that, are you trying to qualify for? Sorry? What are you trying to qualify for? Well, this is the <laughs> pre- preliminaries to the finals. Of The winner will then get an honorary mention in the yearly correspondence Hall of Fame. You'll get your, my name will be on an internet site called uh, Hall of Fame in Correspondence Chess. We, we we all want that. We'll wholeheartedly endorse this. Yeah, up. I will send you a link. Should I get that uh, that fine life? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah will do. But um, no, no, not much else. Uh, I've sacrificed a pawn in one of the games. I think I'm getting excellent martial <laughs> compensation. It's going to be a draw. I mean, mm. uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I managed to work in the 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 martial compensation uh, sound bite into yesterday's game. I was very happy. We're not really covering the, <laughs> the match anymore, but no. like I okay. Uh, I'm sure you're all very interested, but if, if you are, I can tell you where. Please yeah. elaborate. Yeah. That keep makes puzzles me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. In the position after Quincy's, uh, in a position after Bishop D3, you can go Knight B4, and if they play Bishop E4, you can go F5, Bishop D3, Knight D3, Queen E6, King H8, C3, D3, C5. I don't know if we can put the board up somehow in in post production. No. Like, all our listeners are highly skilled. Blindfold players, they used to travel at this point. And this sounds like some H3 Bishop B7 stuff, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like you, you, you get a yeah. position which, like, uh, if you if you make a, a, a top ten list of the things I've compared to Marshall in my life, this really isn't the most absurd. <laughs> no, 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 no. I understand that. Uh, well, you might uh, have. Yeah, well, makes sense. And it's good compensation, as usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't check, but it looks like it's decent compensation, actually. Yeah. No, but also it felt like, well, there was a lot of things Dink could do and not have a decent position, right? But mm-hmm. Anyway, Jan is about to say something important. I was wondering if good Kalsbad or martial compensation is more of a topic in Team Carlson. But probably <laughs> good Kalsbad yeah. is a very common. Yeah, thing. good Kalsbad is a top. Yeah. It's become sort of you know public domain by now. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we have two highly important segments left on this show. Peter Swidler, as you're the guest, the way we typically do things, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Peter Heine has some opinions on politics and Mm -hmm. on fee day. And in general, he has stuff he wants to talk about. We normally give him his space and go mind our own business. My feelings were, were very hurt. When I read YouTube comments, as you do, it's good for sanity. Um, <laughs> where people were saying that Laurent and I left last time during the feature segment, we- just for show, because we had video on. We can all confirm right here, right now, that we always leave, video on or not. Laurent, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Uh, but oh, I thought it was, it was fine, yeah? We are not... And they're saying or listening to, to what he says, yeah? So I thought they said you were rude, no? Or... We are. Well, what's, yeah, uh... I thought you were trying aiming no. for that. I so mean, like, uh... Jan is even toxic. as, as, as <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> not denying it. That's not true, Ikao. Come on. Behave. Uh, so, yeah, uh, let's not listen to... Yeah, you can leave if you want. Yeah, because it's a bit... It's Segments a- of V-Day, ladies and gentlemen. Good luck, have fun. 
thanks a lot. Um, well, we've spoken a lot about the, the chess part of uh, the World Championship match, but I also want to debate how is the World Championship match actually portrayed in, in Russia in sort of a propaganda way. And of course, uh, well, the main thing is uh, the, the TV channel Match TV, which is covering the match in full. Um, well, Match TV is generally seen, at least to some extent, as part of the general Kremlin propaganda machine. It's founded in by Putin in 2015, and it's owned by Gazprom Media, which um, is sanctioned, for instance, both by the US and Canada, and obviously also by um, by, by Ukraine. Um, when the full-scale invasion broke out in, in February 2022, some months later, some of the big sports entities actually decided to cut ties to match TV. For instance, Premier League just cancelled their contract, so did Formula One. And, well, why did they do that? Well, it was not just in general. It was also because there was a very specific incidence on um, on match TV. Most famous, perhaps, the, quote, burn in hell Ukrainian football national team by one of the commentators and such. But there were several things. There was, for instance, propaganda video making fun of that uh, countries which are talking about sanctions. They would show, for instance, Boris Johnson saying sanctions repeatedly, and then they would show the Russian team beating England in football. I assume they had to find a rather old clip for that, actually. And I think their general motto was sanctions are temporary, victories are forever. Well, my question is to Fides, well, why do we make a deal with this, uh, deal with a company like Match TV? I mean, well, do we really need to be part of this? I mean, okay, the money can't be that good, or is it Dvorkovich actually pushed to do it? No, I generally don't see why we would do that. And also what bothers me is that no one from Fides says, sure, we made the agreement. There's actually, well, again, I can go back to transparency, but I have no clue who in FIDE made the deal. I mean, no one from the boards, from the management boards or whatever sort of will take ownership of actually doing that. It's just obvious it happens and no one stops it. But um, I think very much is wrong. Not the only thing that's wrong. You also see the Chess Federation of Russia having fan zones over the, all over the country. Well, you can say that's a lovely thing to have when you have a, a sort of a, a person from your country competing for the world championship. Was it in Norway? I would be very happy. But in Russia, as it is right now, it always mixes up with, with politics. I mean, you, for instance, see that, of course, the prime uh, replace this is happening is the Central Chess Club in Moscow, and you will see quite prominent people coming there. Well, Dvorkovich obviously was there, but also I think uh, another day it was Shukov, uh, the deputy leader of the Duma, a member of United Russia. I mean, he's sanctions by basically everyone. I think if you look at Ukrainian sanction stash, you will say he hits bingo because all the countries are there. He comes there, I think, just the day before there's a massive missile strikes against Ukrainian civilians. It's a guy who's directly responsible for, for that. I don't really like guys like this sort of connect themselves with the World Chess Championship match. You can also say Strishanova was there the day after. She's a famous actress, but now she's having a TV show where she invites guests on and it's sort of uh, also sanctioned because it has a lot of propaganda in it. For instance, uh, well, a show debating Nazi in Mariupol and something like this. She goes to this fan event. She talks about, we have to beat the Chinese. We have to beat the world. I don't think the chess world needs that at all. I think we should say, no, do, don't do it like that. And, um, well, I think basically we shouldn't deliver pictures or we should also tell the Chess Federation of Russia that, well, don't use these kind of things for propaganda. Another example would be that one of the fan zones is in Simf Simfeparol in Crimea. 
It's a very famous chess club. I think that's where Kayakin got his norms. He became the youngest grandmasters, and that's obviously well, very well debated for cheating, as, as some ha- has written about. But it becomes a fan zone event in occupied Crimea. It's sp- sponsored by Norris Nickel. It's sponsored by Foros Acro. I think that's wrong, um, as things are at the moment. If you look at the other chess clubs nearby, Kramatorsk has on. They have both been hit by Russian shelling. Um, well, FIDE should basically tell the Chess Federation of Russia, well, you cannot have events like this. I mean, this is not the, how, how we operate. And I think it's the FIDE's responsibility. I don't think it's the players or anything like this. This is the political leadership. And now I can hear that Plumas is about to enter my apartment, so I'll probably stop here. Laurent, you're back, yeah? Yeah, I'm back, yeah. I don't know. What, what did I miss? Ah, I don't know, you're <laughs> back. <laughs> No, I'm saying that I'm having actually people entering my apartment to do some repair work. So I had to cut it short, but uh, yeah. Uh, shall we excuse you then and take the listener questions? No, that's okay. We'll see if I'm actually getting, well, literally entering my room. So, All right. We have a bunch of questions to get through here. The first question is clearly for Peter Svidler. Considering your vast experience, I'm curious to know what you have recommended what what you have recommended as the best reply to one e4 against Tal in a world title match, Peter? Uh, oh no, that's just a dig on Peter Heine being old by Olympio Wurzan. Uh say what again? Yeah. So we're we're playing we're playing a world championship match against Tal and he goes e4. Yeah. And we have to and we have to pick a we have to pick an opening. Uh the closest I can come to the solution to this is like my general attitude lifetime to playing black against Sheriff. And whenever I felt like I was in decent enough shape, and at some point I gave up and maybe stopped doing that, but for the first parts, I think, of my career, I felt very, very excited about getting a chance to play Sicilians against Sheriff with black. Because it felt like, yes, I'm very likely to get mated, but also, you know, sort of this is why I decided to play chess competitively, you know, playing extremely interesting positions against people who do that very, very well. And I think against Tal, this would have been, you know, multiplied tenfold or whatever, because, the, you know, here's my, you know, I've, I have massive respect for Sheriff as a chess player, but still Tal is Tal, so... Uh, I think very toxic, Peter. It it just adds to reasons that it's a pity you didn't give a world championship match. That would have been very interesting. <laughs> I mean, there are there are definitely very valid reasons for for, for why that didn't happen. So I'm, uh, I'm I'm at peace with it. But yeah, I think you know if I felt, and this is probably not the right approach, but for me, uh, th- that would have been just so interesting to try. Just to try to meet somebody, uh, somebody like Tal on, uh, you know, on on their sort of home ground and see how I stack up, because it also feels like this is maybe the the thing I do the best at chess. Like it's not like I'm playing my worst part of the game against their best part of the game. It's also probably something that that I'm as capable as as anything in in chess of doing. Uh, so that would have been extremely ex- extremely exciting, uh, but. In in terms of uh, what is rationally better, probably some kind of a some kind of a more solid approach probably pays off better. But uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, it's not really in the spirit of the chicken chess club to potentially give up 
be in order to play exciting games in the World Championship match. So play the Berlin against Tal. Let's see what he does. <laughs> yes, no crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. No, no I, I like Peter's approach. I mean, that's sort of, uh, well, you want to find out who is the best chess player in the world. The problem is that you might find out and it could be a bit, yeah, exactly. it could be a bit painful. Um, the only thing I could come up with was uh, sort of uh, Gelfand playing the, the Sveshnikov against uh, Arnand. Uh, well, not to compare Arnon and Tal, but in sort of, I think the argument was that uh, if you want to refute the Svesnikov, it's typically positional means to a certain extent. You don't really get to mm -hmm. attack. But, I mean, the problem is that we are mentioning Svesnikov, we are mentioning Berlin. It becomes anachronism. They barely existed when Tal was playing, if mm -hmm. I remember correctly, right? Yeah. So, uh, it's the hard, hard. But, I mean, you know, I like that Peter just wants to, yeah, why don't I challenge him in, in his work? Well, we both are good. It would be very interesting, obviously. Yeah, I, I think I know how it would have ended up. Well, you can argue may, like, maybe Podwinnik did that in the first game, right? He played some sharp French and uh, Tal went King D1 and it went wrong, right? And then... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. What would you... Uh, yeah, and you would play the Berlin, yeah? Not the Marshall, actually. Nah, I think Marshall is probably fine as well. Yeah. Marshall, Petrov for Berlin. The big three. Yeah, and that Marshall actually was something that people did against against Tal. I think he he uh, would actually be at least in those years. People you felt obliged to to accept the sacri accept the sacrifice and try to. In my early youth, which comes uh, at least some years before you guys, I, I mean that was actually Tal playing World Cups and uh, had some draws with none and stuff like this in in, in accepted mm. marshals. There was a phase where they thought that this was the way to deal with the marshal, right? Yeah, so yeah. And, uh, I think even none was perhaps. Uh, a little bit ahead of, I mean, he was the one who pushed the agenda. This is kind of easily drawable for black. That was not really the opinion at the time, as far as. Mm. Well, so. there's, I think, some famous game against games against Spassky, so mm -hmm. which even even predate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The sad truth is, we we might think this is silly because computer says fine, but if Tal tomorrow played d4 rookie four or d4 bishop e3 against me in the marshal, I'd be very scared. We got to outcalculate him and check me. Got to. Let's move on. Question from Scott Rose. He's saying, Peter Heine has talked a lot about the Skolkovo supercomputer recently. And Ding asked, what is a supercomputer? I'm curious how much of an advantage that would even confer with the best engines now. Does the added depth or breadth mean much anymore versus just a strong home machine? Peter Heine. Well, I think the honest answer is we don't know because we never had access to someone that has actually, you know, 100 times quicker than the things we are using. Um, my general feeling is that when we are using these very fast uh, online machines, they basically tell the truth. There's not much more to dig there. But of course, um, well, would I have had the chance to have access to a supercomputer? There are several experiments I would like to, 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 to try. Also, you can argue that instead of having how many machines we now rent, we suddenly have thousand machines at, at that speed because you can just split up the workload. And if you could create programs that make it automatic, well, there must be a lot of uh, things you could do. But um, I don't think that you can just leave it uh, on Freenet F6 in the Berlin and give it some time and you'll say, bing, you should play like this. You have to, it's a very interesting tool, but it's not, uh, I mean, it would be more powerful 20 years ago when speed really matters in a way. Yeah. But to say it has no effect doesn't matter. As well, I think it might make the opponent paranoid. So even if you didn't have a machine like that, I would definitely spread the rumor if that was me. So that's what you are doing right now, no? 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's the exact opposite actually oh. but yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm not a specialist especially like in this field i'm probably the least qualified to speak of this but my suspicion is it just like it's a time saving tool more than anything else it just gets you mm. to exactly the same places faster I don't think it matters yeah. much as long as they're both based on whatever people are using, Stockfish 15.1 and, and UE. Because I still have this old habit that sometimes you let the machine run for half an hour to quote-unquote find the truth, which I guess mimics having a hundred times faster machine for 30 seconds. And usually they just tell you the same, just some more lines have dropped from 007 to 000. And I don't see... How much that would help you in everyday prep nowadays where yeah online engines are so easily accessible of course if you had like an early version of whatever lila something that is new running properly and to some extent yeah we you could argue we had that problem in 2018 was it that yeah lila wasn't quite there and we weren't very serious about it and yeah, having that, having that in place a bit early i think that could make a difference but the same engine that everyone's using faster or not faster nowadays. I really don't see it. I still think it could be used for quite some things, but uh, I mean, more in terms of that you could uh, spread the workload. You can check a lot of areas uh, faster in a way you would have to. I mean, that's also what people are saying that after at some point after speeds, the next phase becomes uh, optimization. It's not about chess, but in, in, in general. I mean, so I, I mean that it has no effect. I, I I, I disagree with, but as we saw in the previous match, um, it was not something we felt as, as a factor particularly, right? I mean, especially if you keep jumping, I mean, then it becomes much more a guessing game than staying in the same area, and um, well, then it, it, it nullifies the but effects. But we, to a we stayed extent. in the same area as Black. Yeah, but we oh. kept still jumping to some extent. Yeah, also to keep arguing, is there a case in recent history since engines became so strong? where someone wrongly made the move that the computer showed after three seconds and was punished for it because he didn't let the computer run? Because I genuinely can't think of one. It looks like people just can, seem to try to get each other out of book. I can think about um, one game. Uh, the the MVL Fabi game? No, Rapport. Rapport in the Petrov is the most famous. Uh, but it shows instantly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it did there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, MVL Fabi, I mean, you were just surprised. Um uh, MVL. I mean, it was not the first line of the computer. This is three, mm. so mm. it was just purely um, from Fabi getting. Uh, it's very actually, it's very good at it. Yeah, yeah. Now, now yeah, I, I fully agree with hard, you. Of course, to choose a non-computer. Yeah, or exactly. A line where exactly. the computer gives minus and to, to surprise their Fabi is excellent. That, but I think that, yeah, that's a difference. Yeah, for that. sure. And that's the main yeah, point of prep these days. You want to get your opponent out of book as soon as possible and play by himself because. Anyway, if your computer is uh, 3,500 or 3,600, I mean, it doesn't really matter. We don't even see the difference, actually. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, even Magnus cannot see the difference. I mean, nobody can. So, yeah, I don't think it matters. Does Magnus have an engine on his laptop now? Question for Peter Heine. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to ask questions, are you? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was the... The host that was. I think doesn't Chessbase come with Fritz 12 installed or how does it work? <laughs> <laughs> Could be, yeah. Yeah, no, no. Fritz 11, maybe. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think they, they just flick it in for free, to be honest. Mm. What else do we have? JP 
Podcham Knight is saying, do you think the success of the World Championship match of the World Championship means the format will stay the same going forward? JP hopes so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what's what's the incentive for them to, yeah. to change it now that, you know, the person who was pushing for change the most is seemingly gone? If they didn't budge then, why would they budge now? Exactly. Also, it seems like you guys are pushing for, we need eight hours of action. Four is not enough, so they could make make the time control longer. Three hours, 40. Do, do you want <laughs> me to speak of how important this format is for the finances of FIDO, or should I just say yes? Um, I'll choose option two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of today's show, unless... I do feel... Uh, I'm sorry to, to interrupt your... your the, the famous... Uh, probably the, the, your, your most favorite part of the show, Jan, but I do feel that, you know, having sat through the FIDO segment uh, kind of completely quietly and, and not even nodding all that much, I do feel like I should say something. And uh, what I will say is that I'm sort of in broad agreement with most things that Peter Heine was saying there. Some more than others, uh, like the, the Match TV thing is, is puzzling and I'm, I'm you're sort of very much not a fan. Uh, don't particularly, like, I don't think we need, like, a second installment of a feeder segment in one show, but I, I did want to. Absolutely, absolutely. You're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're very. But I did, I did want to say segment. that, yeah. Uh, we really will stay for it. No, 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 no. I just, just wanted to kind of voice my, my general agreement with many of the points raised. Yeah, disappointing, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will, I will, yeah. I will say with this moment, yeah. On that note. Thank you so much, Peter Swindler, for joining. It's been a great honor to have you here. Other than that, apologies for the usual stuff, the content, the sound quality, the awkwardness. You there's there's not been enough awkwardness, honestly. Like we No, no, no. This was this was like the disappointing bit was that yeah, there hasn't really been a single awkward pause here. There was. Which, Come on. Maybe we can edit some in. Just <laughs> okay. Now Jan is trying to make one. That's clever. Good, 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 good comment. Hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next week. Also, check our daily recaps of the World Championship games on the Chicken Chess Club YouTube with some exciting guest stars like Peter Swindler and no other guest stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you send us a lot of money, you should remember. Mm -hmm. Bye. Uh, thank you, Nathan. Okay.